super cool paint to use, but do it deliberately. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Not unintentionally in all of your paint. paints. Oxidized copper. It's a it's a really cool oh, yeah. compliment. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tag, you just you just like no. for a tumble. I'm I am present and accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> Not going on an adventure all we over your place. Can't lose the rogue. <laughs> I was going to give you guys the grand tour of the house. There Sweet. we go. And of course, we are live right now, guys. So if you're watching this on Twitch or Facebook, just know that we won't be responding most to it, just so people can watch and see what's going on and listen to us be dorks live. Um, we've actually been off for what two weeks? Three weeks, I think. Three? Yeah. Ooh, has two? it been three? It's been three because we had the surprise one when you called it off. And yes, because I had yeah personal matter to yeah, take care of. That's right. Longest three weeks of my life. Longest three <laughs> weeks of your life, really? That long? Is that bad? That's bad. Can't be. You gotta have something better than that. No. No. <laughs> I, I have a Dungeons Dragons group, but most of them hate me because my character <laughs> uses wild magic. That's always fun. Um, uh, okay, no, I was gonna say really if people should hate you, but if you're a wild mage, they probably should. <laughs> hate you, hate you, hate you. So we just came back from Adepticon, and what's funny is um, someone did ask me about our game, Tim. Yeah. Uh, they said that they were like, uh, "Are you still playing? You know that that game with Tim Banky?" And I'm like, "War Machine and Horrors." He goes, "No, the role playing." I'm like, "Yeah, we're still we're still doing it. We're just taking a break because all the Adepticon it was and everything else." Weeks, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> we had that one where. And he was like, that's pretty cool. And I was like, well, if you like it, just let us know. We'll, we keep on doing it because it's just fun and stupid. It's just being I'm, uh, nerd. I'm very emotionally invested in my character. <laughs> I think that was super cool. Well, somebody was asking, uh, somebody was asking me about uh, us playing. And then I was like, Tim really gets into his character. Because I asked about you. I was like, Tim really, really gets into his character. So it was just kind of funny. Also, I got a role-playing game that I want to show you, but we won't talk about it on here. Um, that you're going to find kind of interesting. Um, I picked it up when I went to um, Asgard game and played in their tournament. I got like $40 store credit. So I was like, uh, what nice. am I going to do with it? Because I already had my War Machine models and Horde models. I don't need anything else. Um, so I picked up uh, Frostgrave because I was mm. like, I've heard about that. And it looks pretty cool. So, I, I mean, I'll buy it. It's free. Which I, it's fucking D&D with Necromunda. It's pretty much what it is. Yes, um, it is. So I went and picked up all their books at Adepticon <laughs> and my and, and my entire models for it. Um, and I picked up another game, and I will definitely uh, talk to you about that after this. Uh, cause it was a, it's a really interesting game. It caught me off guard for a bit, but you'd like it. Um, so we've gone, been gone for like three weeks. Um, I didn't give you XP, and um, I should give you some before we start. Um, so I'm going to give everybody 12, um, 12 experience, 12 experience. So if you want to go to update your character sheet and go and do that right now, because, uh, I want to do this. I was talking to Tim, but we should do this on air so people can see why you buy stuff and what you bought and how it affects your roles. So make sure you, um, get that in there make sure you let, let people know why you bought that skill. Um, how it affects everything in your game, role-playing and dice-wise. Because I know some people start off as like a two green or whatever, and it goes through with it. Um, so let people know that. 
Um, other than that, also give me a destiny roll so we can see what our destiny pool is. Um, we can get that out of the way. Yes! This sounds... <laughs> so far, so bad. <laughs> so, three dark side points. <laughs> well, can't win them all. And of course, like normal guys, we're still going to use the rule that if you want to use a force power and you want to use a dark side on a problem with that, we'll just put that into the mix whenever we figure out what's going on. Um, so go ahead and whoever's going to be getting stuff and doing stuff, do that. Anybody drink anything good today? Your Peroni does not pair with McDonald's. What? <laughs> I'm not drinking anything cool, but I have a cool cup. I found my Nova Open. <laughs> it's way back nice. in a cupboard. I got my... Uh... Nova Open, Jackie? I was there this year. It was, it was... Were you? Yeah. I was. You know, I I spent a lot of time in the 40K area. I was um, paint uh, judging with mm. Capital Palette most of the nice. weekend. So I was around. I didn't really get to do as much as... I, the, I think the only thing I participated in was uh, Breakfast Machine and uh, Iron Feast. That was it. I uh, I played a lot of Secret Hitler in the War Machine room. Uh, it was really fun. That's kind of Hitler. <laughs> you know what's funny is there wasn't a lot of that at the uh, Adepticon this year. You know they were talking about was, like uh, just doing all out. You know, don't do it next to us. Go somewhere else and do it. Yeah, the uh, the room was fairly specifically War Machine, and there's a lot of activities going on there, but. There wasn't like the kind of random pickup gaming that that happened in the board game hall and not elsewhere. So, yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah, that was... Ding. Thank you. What's your total earned XP? Um, I so this is a little weird. I have fifty-two earned XP. Is that is that <laughs> match with everyone else? I feel like I might have missed something, but maybe that's correct. I feel like has I the same something. That's the reason why I'm asking someone. Okay. What have uh, what have you folks got? I have no idea. I keep forgetting to use it, and I have not updated my character sheet. <laughs> I have thirty five right now. I was waiting to see your guys' updates, and I was going to figure out how many. But you've also spent some of yours, so you, that's just no. That's the total I've earned. Well, you also right. think you you had some that you were holding back, Tim. Didn't you have some that you were holding back? I uh, I, I spent it. Um, at the end of, of last session. Um, yeah, so I do not have any. Mine's, I have the start XP is 110, earned XP is 35, total XP is 145, used XP is 145, unused experience is zero. So I have um, uh, starting 125 because I took some disadvantages, earned experience 52, total 177 used 165 and then i've got the 12 unused that we just received and my uh my specialization tree looks uh looks like this i've got confidence parry supreme parry and i'm a little bit away from dedication that's my next ability that i'm hoping to get wow um, i like that you just went like straight down yeah it looks it's like there's there it I looks like there's like somewhere we we gained we either gained five experience that I missed, or 
Yeah, I haven't spent any on skills. Is there something in the character creation process that gives you an additional 5 XP? So if you get 5 XP, I know or that you my, take with my you, character creation process, because I took the uh, disadvantage of having being unable to breathe and oxygen being toxic, I got 10 extra, but that's in my start XP. Oh, yeah, my, my earned experience versus starting experience is pretty clearly delineated. I took uh, several disadvantages, um, mostly around uh, previous character story moments that will be revealed during the course of our storytelling. But uh, yeah, my, my earned total is 52. So I think we should all have earned 52. Yeah, okay. we should all have the same amount. That's why. That's what I thought. That's the reason why I wanted to ask someone who I knew was keeping really good track of that. Yeah, should all have the same amount earned. Yeah, yeah. We haven't delineated that in any specific way. No. All right. So if you know what you're going to buy, let me know what you're buying and why you're buying it, and what does it do for you. Well, this is a little bit dull. Um, I'm really hoping to get dedication at some point in the near future. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhat dedicated to that path. So I am going to bank those 12 experience points and not use them. <laughs> not use them still? Why not? Well, there's not a lot of things I can get for 10. And there's nothing that you can get for less than 5. So um, I basically at this point I'd be making a choice about getting a rank in Reflect or Parry or Toughened or something like that. And from my perspective, it's, uh, it's worth saving those points and getting dedication. Um, Mel could enhance her combat abilities, which is a lot of what the Seresu Defender tree is about. It's about being a very, very defensive, stylized lightsaber user. But in our recent combat encounters, uh, we've been sort of minimizing or downplaying the lightsaber use or the, the Jedi components. And she's been uh, called upon to use her knowledge more. So it makes sense to me to sort of save those points and really have this kind of burst moment where her, her intellect gets higher. And as a function of her intellect, her medicine abilities, her um, related mechanics checks when she repairs things and all of her lores will improve because of that. You didn't actually want the reason there. You're just like, why not spend it? No, no, no. I can understand the reason. I mean, <laughs> sorry. some people don't do it because of role-playing reasons, and some people do it because it increases their dice rolls, and some people just pick stuff because they can. I'm firmly in the camp of role-playing reasons. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Which is good, <laughs> because that's what the game is about. I mean, if you've never used a blaster, and all of a sudden you're like a sharpshooter, uh, okay, you can, but, but, you know, I like to hear the story behind it. So other than that, um, Jackie, Max, are you going to use your XP for anything? I think um, I am going to buy another uh, rank in ranged heavy to make myself better with my rifle. Yeah. Since I've been since we're kind of relying on that more in combat now. No problem. And kind of to make up for some bad decisions I made during character creation. So. <laughs> Okay. Jackie? When I get to my character sheet, <clears throat> I think I'm going to rank up Brawl probably in another general skill. I'm one of the dice rolling people. Dice rolling people. Okay. Dice rolling's fun. Can't argue I'm with that. I'm a fighter, not a lover. <laughs> <laughs> Take sip of drink. That was good. Very well timed. Um, so, 
recap of what's been going on. Um, y'all went and picked up supplies and other things because y'all um, found an outpost and you're still on your hidden outpost, which y'all don't know where it's at still. Um, but you do realize that the Sith have actually taken over the galaxy. Um, they are another force to be reckoned with. They're a pain in the ass, but they're there. Um, you know, they're hunting Jedi. Um, a seven still won't let you know where you're at, uh, whether it's a trust issue or, you know, just him doing it, period. That's just something that's not going to happen. Um, y'all recently have gotten back to, um, your safe haven. So other than that, if there's anything we need to do before we get started, like you need to check on things around here or work on some stuff or get some things, let me know. Other than that, we'll get this thing rolling. Um, yeah, I just want to, just trying to recall, we, we uncovered some old civilization stuff. I think we're all wearing old clothes from the yes. planet and we just landed and we're about to walk out of our shuttlecraft. That's correct. If I'm correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, you just made it back onto the planet. Okay. The refugee spot. Because um, now we're just getting the rest of the supplies and things you needed to get things done. I would like to point out that my outfit is quite flashy. What? It took a long time with the ruins finding a nice old outfit. Not your stuff. Um, <laughs> Not <did> Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I found, like, a nice big purple hat. I don't know if they had purple dye on that planet or not, though. Would be With, like, a feather? Is that, like, are we <laughs> going full Yankee Doodle here? <laughs> I was thinking, like, that or a big pimp hat. Something of that nature. Nice, nice. Huge, yeah, huge hat. Okay, yeah, no, it's a problem. I mean, it's not like it's going to change anything, make anything great and powerful or anything. So it's not a big deal. You can have it. Um, I use a destiny point to make sure I have the, most, the best outfit ever. <laughs> Oh no! Female's <laughs> um, clothes are unassuming. Like the simplest things available, not very form-fitting. Nope. Baggy. All right. Uh, you get down to the planet. Um, A seven gets off and kind of like totally ignores you. You can tell that he's either preoccupied or just oblivious to y'all there, and just starts getting things set and put in different ways in different areas. Um. Other than that, he kind of just walks off and go does his thing and disappears for a bit, and y'all are left back on the planet. You do have all the stuff that he did leave you still, so y'all could do researching on trying to find artifacts or whatever. Um, other than that, if there, if you're going to go do that, let me know, because we'll just get some rolls to see if y'all find anything. Hey, you guys, did we bring the uh, holocron with us, or did we leave that on the planet? I probably wasn't trusted with it, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think you were trusted with it, but you did have the holocron still. It was still in the it was in the box. Okay. Yeah, Mel Mel has the holocron because we're at this point we're back on the uh, the world that we're not sure exactly where it is, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. You're back on that. Yeah. So the holocron will be probably still in our little house, um, and. Uh, it's it's available if you want to make use of it. Uh, Mel is gonna take to her research, uh, collect all the books, and I mean she's been doing the kind of helping coach the study group, talking about the Jedi traditions. Mm -hmm. But in her spare time, she's been looking for these relics or artifacts that they're 
their hopeful quest is to, to discover. And she's going to put put herself to searching for those quite diligently this afternoon. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> Frisbiz has probably been wasting her time and the people around her's time as well. <laughs> <laughs> big surprise, right? Real big surprise. Okay. Uh, Max, is there anything you want to do or whatever? He's probably going to be meditating on all of the things that have uh, transpired. Okay. Well, you can do that, no problem. Um, you're you're actually not disturbed for about two days worth of time. You can spend doing researching. Because you, y'all still haven't explored all of this area yet. Um, there's still plenty of places to go. And it's still kind of a wreck. Um of whoever was here, it's still kind of dingy and dirty and a wreck wherever you're all at. So, uh, there's plenty of things to do for about two days. Um, but on the beginning of the second day, uh, A7 comes down and you hear on your comms, I need to see everybody in the meeting room. Which is technically what is in the middle of the tower down at the bottom by the fire pit. Okay. Um, Mel's going to head straight down. Uh, she'll bring the book she's looking through with her, just mm-hmm. in case what A7 says is boring or not particularly related to her. She's going to keep working on her notes. Okay. I, too, am going to run down there because I have been doing nothing this whole time. Getting in trouble? Yeah. Uh, you still haven't heard or seen that cat-like creature in a while, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. And the bat Jedi, uh, what is his name? Is it? Aradu, or something? I can't remember. Aradu? Aradu. He left, right? Yes. You don't know where he went, but he is definitely gone. You haven't seen him in a while. Probably off being a shadow somewhere. Scouting planets and learning things. (laughs) So, um, you eventually come down and everybody waits, everything. And uh, A7's standing there and he's he's looking at, of course, his data pad. He's got pulled up on his stuff and he's sitting there punching buttons and you see things flashing around the screen you know because you can see through it um and eventually he's like uh, stops for a second kind of like taps his fingers for a second like he's thinking and he's like okay we gotta go do something and you can tell that he's he's not like nervously twitching at his fingers like he's tapping something but you can tell that he's you know he's it's, it's like he's counting or he's configurating or something's going on in his head in the background. Um, supposedly, there is a person we need to rescue. It is a Jedi that's being held on a, a planet. Uh, we've intercepted a transmission and he kind of like dings around on his pad real quick. And he's like, um, we believe that it's on this planet. Um, but we're not 100% sure where. So we need to get him before they execute him. Um, supposedly he's supposed to be tortured and um, pressed for information. And uh, we need to rescue this guy before something bad happens to him. But we believe he's on planet XYZ. Um, okay. And it is well, a, it, it, the planet is habitable. It is jungle type, though. So that's just pretty, we've got to 
you know, be careful of it. Um, if we do land here, we're going to have to land a distance away so we don't alert anything. But we need to find this person, save them, because we need to get more Jedi here. That makes sense. Um, I Mel turns to Gand and says, uh, Gand, can you provision the the ship appropriately for the, the kind of climate we're in? Yes, I, I believe I Yes, I believe this one can. Uh, I believe I will go and do that right now. Okay. So Gan's going to go and gather up the stuff that he can find around the base to provision for that type of jungle environment. Okay. Um, you, you see him walk off and you can see he's like already in thought and looking through registers and, you know, checking equipment. Um, A7 looks at you, uh, Mel, and is like, um, you probably need to figure out and do some research about where and how to get to this place once you're on there. Once again, it might help to know where we are. He gives you the location okay. uh, where where they believe that this place this person's being held. Um, Mel's gonna do some research. She's gonna look into details about uh, the planet, um, anything that might be useful in terms of ancient lore about it. Okay. Uh, consult the books if there's anything relevant, but more than anything else, just kind of go over her own personal notes and data pad. Okay. Um, what kind of check would you like me to make? Um, well, you're going to have to take some time. Because sure. uh, he's, he's just going to tell you what the planet is, and this is the approximate location. Uh, okay. So you're going to have to just is, spend, spend some time on that. Is it something like astrogation might be useful? Like, should she go to the ship no, and like, plug you would, in some coordinates? You, you can find the coordinates. The coordinates aren't going to be a problem. It's what okay. actually on the planet is what's going to be an issue. All right. Um, she'll head to the books and do the research she can. Okay. Uh a seven looks at you and goes, "Yeah, whatever," and just walks away. <laughs> I'm gonna cut it. Wait, a seven. What kind of life is on this planet? Like, are there a lot of fake bugs, monsters, people? I think there's some food in you, food in the kitchen for you to eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring a coat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna make sure that I have something long sleeve on because I probably don't like large bugs. I'm not sure what's there, but all I know is that I'm letting the professionals take care of it right now. And he just kind of walks off and goes back into uh, a room. Mel kind of overhears this and feels a little bit bad. So uh, she hangs back for a second and she says, uh, Frizz, I've got some books on the local ecology on the planet. Do you want to help me with some research? Yeah. Do they have pictures? <laughs> You know, there may be some anatomical illustrations in there. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Um, I will assist Mel. Mel's not sure if this is going to take more or less of her time as a result of it, but she feels she feels like it's her responsibility to ensure everyone feels included. Okay. It's better that uh, Frizz be doing this than Frizz be helping stock the ship with food. Because <laughs> it wouldn't make it there in enough time. She's half of it on the you. way. One oh, I you. already did that. <laughs> one for me, one for you, two for me, one for you, three for me. <laughs> oh, yep. One for you, one for 
me one two for me yep two for you yep don't forget the pockets you gotta fill the pockets <laughs> oh i already have trail mix in my pockets i have been attempting to force feed myself through the force uh, one of my personal goals is to never need to use silverware again uh my ultimate goal is to be able to cut steak or meat with uh with force powers i don't know if it's possible or not but <laughs> crazier things have happened I'm not sure if that wouldn't be a dark side power. <laughs> I've been looking at the to cut meat. Force power. Okay. Um, y'all start researching and start looking at things. Uh, Gand, you're outfitting the ship. Um, you know that it is a jungle-style type planet. Um, obvious type uh, gear. So you're just going to do that. Uh, Mel, uh, what abilities would you have to help you figure out what's happening here? Um, well, do you have any, well, survival might not be too bad. Um, and using computers wouldn't be bad either. Okay. Uh, use computers, your computer knowledge to research. Computers I can do. I've got knowledge, xenology and warfare, okay. uh, underworld, those kind of checks. Um, and then I've got, uh, lore. Mm-hmm. And um, astrogation and uh, education, which is a generic check associated with just having been taught a lot of things. And then core worlds knowledge and computers. Uh, it's not a core world. Uh, okay. It is an outlying planet. Uh, uh, so that I have definitely outer rim not... knowledge, too. Uh, not even outer rim. Okay. Not... <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Should she have unknown regions knowledge? Unknown regions. <laughs> I do not have unknown regions knowledge. Um. Other than that, uh, computers would help you find basic information on it. Um, okay. And then that probably about best. Okay. Let's uh, look it up. Wow. <coughs> hmm. Made by dog bark. And uh, two purple, I presume? Yes, standard. Okay. I do my best. Okay. Um, you actually find some information. There's not like a, a lot of information about this. Um, around where you're looking at... Uh, where A7 is like, we think it's in this general area. Um, you do definitely find that that is a jungle-type planet. Very dense. Uh, very, very moist. Um, very, I mean, typical jungle-type behavior. Uh, definitely, excuse me, there is plenty of creatures around. Um, related to large beasts, down to the small ones. Um, of course, some violent, some not, uh, the indigenous, there is no known, uh, humanoid species as native to this planet. Uh, it's all creatures of some sort, uh, carnivorous, herbivore, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the place that you're looking at, uh, of, of where this place is, there is a clear spot in the jungle, um, where there is no canopy. 
So you can definitely tell that there may be a spot that where they may land a smaller craft to this area, but nothing larger than, you know, a small transport. Uh, no huge vehicles or huge uh, spaceships can land here. Nothing bigger than what your, you know, your YT that you got. So. Okay. Um, Mel's going to pass along this information, including the details of specifically the clearing where it seems likely to land to, uh, to the Gand and let, let him know what she, she thinks. Um, it seems like there's a spot we could land here based on the description and the information I could glean. This looks like a plausible planet, uh, Given that it's one of the only spots that would be reasonable to land, it wouldn't surprise me if it was defended or had been landed by someone else there. Um, Good assumptions. That, that so seems reasonable. We should expect to go in guns blazing or with a good alibi. I'm not sure. I've always got like. this one. Has always got one of those. Remember guns or alibi? Ask those. Uh, <laughs> Those Sith guards. That's true. Uh, that was very impressive. I just want a gun. Remembering Frizz's sticky fingers for objects, I- I'm going to check the amount of credits on all of on the credit chips that uh, <laughs> were left us by. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Turk. Turk. You still have a decent amount of credits. It's, not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm crafty, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> we spent 450 last time. That's okay. There's Just plenty enough left. I'll let people know. Okay. Um... If y'all are planning on spending anything or trying to make purchases, let me know. Because you will have to go to another planet first before you do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... Like that deal. Sith world we went to to shop last time. <laughs> At this point, Mel's pretty happy um, just hanging on to her resources. Um, at some point when they're on a planet that looks convenient, she'll probably pick up some more materials to tinker with, um, some stuff to, you know, start building more weapons. But, uh, for the time being, she's pretty focused on the mission. Okay. Fred, you going to do anything in particular? Uh, do you think we have bug spray anywhere? <laughs> or like a flammable, uh, pressurized spray or anything? You have to ask Gand. Gand's the expert in all this. Oh, that's true. Uh, hey, Mister. I'm assuming we're still in the same room. Yeah. Uh, so, Gando, do we have any type of pressurized sprays on board? Possibly like a, a gasoline or a, like even a retardant to put out a fire or something. There is probably fire retardant on Turk's ship because fire in space tends to be very bad. Ooh, good point. Uh, then I'm going to go scoop that out and try to find any type of pressurized bottles. I just uh, I just really don't like bugs. Um, <laughs> I, 
have it jotted in one of my somewhere on my sheet here. And I will burn them with fire. <laughs> well Dan gives you a look well, slightly concerned with his large bug like eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones smaller than me. Mel does her this best one to would stand be more concerned straight. about the bugs bigger than me. <laughs> okay. The insectoids bigger than me. You can find anything. I mean, you can find pretty much anything. You can find a compressed flammable material. Alright, I snatch it up. Compressed okay. flammable material one. Uh, you hear on the comms eventually, your A7 is like, we doing this or not? Just got one more set of rations to get on the ship, and we're ready to go. Okay. We need to get this going. Mel grabs the book she's currently researching with um, and the, the holocron, and she um, takes them on board the ship okay. along with her trusty new lightsaber. Trusty new lightsaber. From, for, for, coming up from the lower part of the town, Gand is pushing one of those uh, hover sleds Okay. full of... Uh, stuff which would be useful for uh, jungle survival. Okay. Anybody want anything else? If not, we will get on going. Ready to yeah. roll. Okay. Make right. sure to not forget to grab rope. Okay. Yeah, you can grab... Just If there's anything that you need to worry about, let me know. I mean, shouldn't be too big of a deal. Um, other than that, we will get going. All right. Get some stuff ready. All right. Y'all uh, get in. Uh, A7 comes in and he gets in the pilot seat, of course. He, and he looks back at you, Gand. I move up to the co-pilot. <laughs> okay. Pardon me. Um, he starts pushing in some stuff and starts getting the thing. And all of a sudden, you know, you hear the engines fire up. Uh, typical thing starts up and you hear him, you hear everything and it starts, you know, the typical stuff starts getting up and going out. Um, and it heads off. Um, y'all hit hyperspace pretty quickly. Um, start jumping. Um, he's like, uh, so where are we going to land here? Well, Loki, I found a landing spot. It's a clearing not much bigger than the uh, YT, but it should suffice. You may want to ask Mel about that because that spot is where they believe the people are. Where the base is. There's a clearing and that clearing is where the suspected place is. If you were to land there, you would probably get shot up as you came in. Mel's suggestion was come in with an alibi and guns. Okay. This one does not believe that's why is a decision, but there doesn't appear to be anywhere else to land on the planet. I'm not going to get myself killed, so I think y'all need to talk about where y'all want to land, because if we bring this ship in and we don't have the correct codes to land or get near, they'll most likely shoot us and kill us. Okay. Um, can we scan the surface of the planet now that we're a little bit closer? Uh, get a sense if there's any other areas within a day's march or less that we could 
find a reasonable landing. Yeah, I mean, eventually you travel there, no big deal. But you could actually research the planet while you're sitting here because you got enough information. Um, it's pretty dense all over the place. Would this be a piloting planetary or a piloting space check to look for a uh, landing zone? Planetary. Standard difficulty? Yep. Mel is not going to be able to do that. She's <laughs> not very agile. Oh, Gand. <laughs> you, 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 you search and you search and you really don't see a good place to land the entire ship you know a lake's not a terrible idea for one thing it avoids overhead cover and our vehicle is vacuum sealed like we're not gonna be in trouble uh, we just have to you know manage a water landing and then pull up to a, a shore bank to take our exodus. Not to mention, the lake provides reasonable cover for our vehicle if someone were to come upon it. See if you can find a lake that's clear. Maybe y'all agree with that. Clear or near. I mean, or I'm a clever. body of water. I don't water. fly the ship, so if that's a terrible idea, you should tell me. <laughs> Soul redeeming characteristic. Smarter than everyone else. Worst attribute thinks she's smarter yes. than everyone else. That were designed for space travel weren't designed to float. Yeah, no, down to the bottom of the lake. No one will be able to find it. I know that I this one would be okay with exiting the ship underwater. I'm not entirely certain if you two would. Do you have extra packs of... Uh, oh, no, that wouldn't be oxygen in there. I don't want your air. <laughs> <laughs> Not oxygen in there. This one is pretty certain that if you two breathed my atmosphere, you would die. I mean, if you could come in at a slow, like, flyover, we could probably just jump out. We're Jedi, right? <laughs> it's just like stone on a pond. <laughs> Y'all make the decision, not me. Well, if we're not coming in subtle, we've got to come in hot. And I don't. It sounds like A7 doesn't really like that option. Could we make a landing zone? Y'all got to research and find it. Okay. Um, I guess at this point. Um, Mel's going to make a knowledge warfare check to see if uh, if in the event of a military battle in an unfamiliar environment, if there's any kind of emergency landing condition like a warship would use in this sort of situation. Like where? Um, like no knowledge warfare is like, um, you know, past battles and tactics and that sort of thing. So at this point, she's she's hoping that maybe uh, some reading of... Uh, you know, major fights throughout history, the Battle of Endor, the Mandalorian War. You know, there were heavily forested planets where people had to make kind of quick emergency landings to bring in support troops. How'd they do it? What was their methodology? I mean, did they crash through the trees and just do damage to vehicles? Did they go in blasters hot and make a clearing for themselves? Like, is there something there that we could kind of use as a resource? Um, they probably most likely would have just landed a distance away or 
got right above the canopy and lowered ropes and got down. Okay. Use that use that more than anything. Besides, definitely not coming straight into the place because you you're gonna pretty much think if this is a place of holding prisoners and a Jedi prisoner, that's gonna probably be heavily fortified and probably gonna have a decent amount of blaster area to go through. Okay. Um, think about my my scummy friends, and I'm going to see if my knowledge underworld would let me know about how smugglers or the like would land on a densely canopied planet. Go for it. So, so I know something, but it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, yours <laughs> pretty much... You, you, you would say they would just fly by and, like, parachute out. <laughs> into the jungle. Not into the, not into the area, but into the jungle. You would just do a flyby and let you drop out mm-hmm. and find some type of deceleration device as y'all came out of it. This one thinks that is not, that, that also is not really ideal for us. Malokia, tell us more about these ropes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking uh, if we can get to a low altitude and um, maybe A7 could pilot the ship, uh, presuming we've got ropes in the equipment that you provisioned, we could lower yes, them out yes, and just kind of shimmy them down to the tree line. Uh, as long as we did that from a distance of maybe, say, half day's travel away from this clearing, we'd be presumably undetected by whatever kind of scouts they'd have, and we could try to make a stealthy entrance. I mean, that's just a thought. This is all theoretical. But, like, in theory, we wouldn't die, and it does sound better than the lake option. <laughs> I approve. You hear this little squeaky voice? <laughs> Come back or in the background as y'all are sitting there debating in the cockpit here. You hear Frizz's voice come out of nowhere. <laughs> don't yell, don't look at me. Yep. I'll go get the ropes. Okay. Y'all eventually come in down to the planet and A seven pulls a distance away, about half a day's journey that y'all said uh, from this, which is actually decent amount, but it's definitely he fly. You can definitely tell he's flying really low and, and coming in from a far distance from the planet and coming in really low across the top of the canopy. Um, really hitting the cert, hitting the top of it. Really, really, really close. Um, this is called top flying. Yeah. It's to avoid scanners. <laughs> um, gets to a spot that y'all think is appropriate. And looks at y'all and goes, "Good luck." And then you hear you can hear a hatch opening in the background, and wind rustling through. And ties off his rope, and is gonna try and rappel down. Okay. Yeah, Frizz has got this. She's gonna do the same. She feels pretty comfortable doing this. Okay. Y'all can tie these last off pretty time, easy. There's latches, you know, you can get this in, so it's not a big deal. Last time Mel tried to rappel down something, uh, she ended up in a canyon for some time. <laughs> um, so she's going to take her time uh, preparing 
like a complicated uh, pulley system that's going to help sort of secure her a little bit more firmly. Uh-huh. She's going to do everything to make her intelligence the, the subject matter here and not her ability to think quickly or dexterously. And then having done that, she's going to pray urgently to whomever will listen and do her best <laughs> to repel down. Okay. Uh, go and give me some athletic checks. Yeah, don't forget the purples. <laughs> Everything's fine here. <laughs> All right. Um, y'all come down and really, really comfortably. Y'all are like coming down and it's like you're jerking the ropes. And it's like y'all are stopping yourself. So it's like, oh, 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 oh. As you're trying to come down because y'all really have never repelled before. Um, so it's taking you a little bit longer uh, to get down these uh, more anything. Go and give me one more. <laughs> I can tell we're not very athletic <laughs> okay it's y'all are going really slow uh at one point gand you're like i think i got this and you kind of let it go a bit and you're like no 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 i don't have this and you see him like zip past y'all really quick <laughs> he's like it, you can you can tell there's panic and fear in his voice as he's coming down the uh the ropes <laughs> Y'all are actually starting hitting the canopy now. And uh, Mel and Frizz, Frizz, you actually like, yeah, I think I got this too. And you kind of let it go a bit. And you're like, whoa, no, this is too fast, too fast. So you like, you know, grab onto the, the, the brake. And you can just, you can feel, you can hear the panic as a little squeal of fear comes out from her voice. Uh, Mel, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 no, I'm stopping right here. <laughs> um, you can tell that y'all probably need a little bit more work on repelling and moving down ropes or some more <laughs> athletics uh, give me one last one because you're now through the canopy <laughs> Those threats canceled out. <laughs> you're like you're sitting there. All of a sudden, you hear Frizz just go right past you. Ah! And you hear this. You feel this. As, as, as you can tell, the ropes just kind of strangled her body as she hit the brakes way too hard, but enough to stop herself. Um, and you're like going through, and you you're you're like really close behind Frizz. But you're like, uh, 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 just jerking along the thing. And y'all are sitting there like, um, you know what? Mel's like, I think I got this one. This is how you, and all of a sudden you hear the click. Zzz, and you hear her falling through the air, hitting branches. She's going down. Uh, 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 as she's going down through the canopy. 
Uh, you all take one point of strain uh, from not doing this, uh, from just being jerked around, and of course, definitely not appropriately. Um, it's Stop. wasn't a pleasant experience at all. At all. Um, y'all all three land, and y'all are kind of clumsily getting out of the ropes and, you know, getting rid of the harness and the clips and stuff, and y'all are looking. You can look on each other's face, and you can tell all three of y'all are like, we fucked up. Because <laughs> you can see, like, Mel is kind of sweating. Frizz has got this look like, you know, ow. And Gan's like, that doesn't work. <laughs> Almost better to jump <laughs> and hit a stone uh, on the on the pond. <laughs> yep, I am a stone on the pond. <laughs> you hear a uh, you hear a, a click in your com, and uh, you, you hear a seven goes. Oh my god! Tell me y'all lived. Everything We're fine here. Here, how are you up there? Yeah. <laughs> You, you hear like a sigh come from the robot. And the droid is like, oh. And Turk trusted me with him. Okay, call, give me a signal whenever you're ready to come pick you up. And you hear the rope zip back up. And uh, you hear the, 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 the transport pull away. This one thinks you might have to pick us up from a hot LZ. Okay. Mel resists the temptation to signal him right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you have a rough, rough direction of where you need to go based on where you landed. I mean, pretty common sense comes into that one. Um, and you may set off to uh, where you're going. Uh, it is really, really dense. Really, really wet. Really gross. You're getting water and muck in places that you don't want. Uh, sometimes it comes up to like your ankles and sometimes it comes up mid uh, thigh. So on Gand, uh, probably about there. Uh, Frizz, you're getting it up to like mid stomach or whatever. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> so it's like really mucky. Um, super humid. Um, really gross, really sticky. You hear things happening all around you. Chirps, you know, things rustling. Um, definitely the flora and fauna is something you've never seen before, but it's a lot of stuff here. Um, nothing makes you go, oh shit, but you're definitely keeping an eye on you. Every time you hear something, you've got to twitch and look. In the deeper parts of water, Gand is going to be carrying his rifle over his head. Okay. Make, make sure, sure that... The power packs don't get, like, waterlogged or something. Okay. No problem. Mel's not... make sure my hat doesn't get mucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Maloki is not going to, like, use her lightsaber for bushwhacking or anything, but she's going to keep it nearby in case she needs to pull it out. Okay. And uh, she's mostly just trying not to sweat too profusely and kind of tapping her brow. Um, she's a little uncomfortable with being especially sweaty. Okay. I mean, you definitely tell that this is pretty gross, but nothing that you've not, you know, 
are used to, you know, nothing that you wouldn't expect to begin with because of this is a jungle-type area. So, y'all head out. Get to where you're going. Um, about halfway through the journey, I need everybody to make a perception roll. Where is that? Yeah, perception. Perception. I'm sure we'll do a great job. <laughs> Hopefully it's easier to break into prison than it is to climb down a rope. Okay. Um, Frizz, you notice something like to your right that kind of startles you and it sounds like something is moving around to your right and moving through the trees not in the ground mel you see frizz kind of look over to her right kind of you know freaking out and you're not sure why but all of a sudden uh you hear something in the treetop to your top left and gand you hear something up in the trees moving definitely the sound and the distance and everything is definitely somewhere up in the trees but it is an, an unnatural sound you can tell that something's happened up in the trees and frizz you hear it to your right mel you hear it to your left and gand you hear it straight above you uh gand's going to pull his weapon and aim it straight above him okay you hear this weapon being pulled and kind of the charge of the of the blaster uh, Mel's going to hold up her hand for everyone to kind of stop for a second, and she's going to look a little closer to see what she can see. Okay. Uh, give me another perception roll. Oh, good. I'm great at this. <laughs> eh, that's not good. You're like, you know that something's up there, but you have lost the sound, and you don't know where it's at. Okay. Um, there's something there. I don't know if it's harmless wildlife or someone spying on us either way i think we should proceed but with caution or harmful wildlife yeah no that that's an option too <laughs> uh gand what do you what do you want to do here should we stay and investigate or do we press on and risk being ambushed you perceived one over that way for his uh, perceived one other way, yeah. I'm facing you. Still this way. Yeah, yeah. But you each perceived one off to the side, and I perceived one above. That sounds like predatory animals. All right, well, you'd know better than I would. Um, I guess... However, I believe that... Proceeding with caution might be the best for all of us. Okay. Um, at this point, Mel stays at the front of the group. Uh, 
She's got longer legs, so she's handling the swamp a little bit more easily. Yeah. Um, she holds her lightsabers in hand, but not ignited, and adopts a bit of a defensive posture, and she continues a sort of forced march through the muck. Okay. Gand is at the back scanning treetops with the uh, rifle. Okay. Frizz? I'm in the middle, and I have my compressed, possibly gasoline in one hand and my lightsaber in the other one. <laughs> Y'all sit there, you look at it, and she's got this can of something held up, and she's got a lightsaber like this, just like kind of <laughs> yes. holding it, waiting. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> and just like just scanning back and forth <laughs> with this can and her lightsaber. Not lit, but you can tell that she's like, maybe lighting something. <laughs> Or getting ready to. Um, y'all keep going. Um, it's taking you a lot longer than you thought it would to get through this because it's very dense and very much a problem. Um, you eventually get about, oh, you think you're maybe like a few hours out and everybody make a cool check. Gain and Frizz, y'all are just like totally oblivious. Y'all are looking around for other things. Uh, nothing really, you know, you hear stuff, but you're not getting where it. Uh, Mel, you hear something land directly in front of you a few paces away. Okay. Uh, Mel's going to immediately ignite her lightsaber and point it down toward whatever spot she believes the creature or being of whatever kind landed. Okay. And, uh, Posture to demand surrender. Okay. Just with body language. All right. You you, you light your saber. All of a sudden, y'all hear this, the, the familiar hum of a saber being lit. And Mel's saber is pointed like, towards the ground where she may have thought this is, something is here. You don't hear anything. Nothing happens. You can see Mel's is like kind of posturing up with her saber. Then all of a sudden you hear the ground kind of shuffle and there's like a, a rustle in front of you and you can see like some branches moving around in front of you. But nothing's coming out. Okay. Uh, she'll take a measured pace toward it. Uh, Saber's still at the ready, but in a clearly defensive posture. Okay. You kind of inch a little bit forward. Y'all see this, of course. Um, Gan back to back. Gan moves to a position in case that's something trying to lead us into a trap. Okay. Where he is back to back almost with Melopia. Okay. You do that. Frizz? My lightsaber is not lit yet, but I am definitely in stance. Okay. <laughs> with the canister? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, y'all are sitting there and y'all are getting ready. I mean, y'all are definitely, you can tell you're definitely all on edge. Just giving me a little go on this. Um, I need a cool check, but give me 
one red involved in this. Okay, um, y'all are sitting there and you have, you know, you're all ready, just getting everything and you're all pointed pretty much in the same direction now because y'all are on the same link and all of a sudden this giant bird and you think it's giant because you're used to birds that are, you know, your standard size of, you know, like palm of your hand and this one's like the size of like a large dog, um, probably about three feet tall, uh, large wingspan, kind of just cause and like, you know, it looks like you startled it. And all of a sudden you hear this as a lightsaber goes off and this as flame shoots out in front of you, right by your right hand side, Mel. And you back away as you feel this and Frizz, you shoot this gat of flame just straight towards it. Uh, Gand, you like, look at it and you're like, the hell is this? I mean, this is, this bird's about three foot tall, big, old long, chunky beak. Uh, I'm very ridge. The way they are. Yeah, but you, like I said, you turn around and you hear this, and you yeah. hear this god of flame, and you see this bird. I mean, it's got a, a large wingspan, and it's like calling and stuff. Um, Frizz, make a modified uh, roll to hit with your flamethrower. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> a can of hairspray and a lighter. <laughs> That's what, exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a modified combat role, which has no okay. uh, skill check because you're not proficient in hairspray and lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do that under gunnery, or would you consider that brawl? Um, I would consider it gunnery, but you get one red and one black out of that. <laughs> I'm not proficient at cans of petroleum. <laughs> okay. You sit there and you're like, you, you, Mel, you feel this guy of flame just kind of shoot right by the right hand side of you as this bird appears and it shoots up and the bird starts to fly away as it smells this big old flamethrower of hairspray <laughs> comes out and the bird tries to fly away, but you can tell it gets a little singed on the way out. And, like, part of the branches are caught on fire. And you can hear Frizz is like, Ah, die! And she shoots it. <laughs> and tries to, you, you can tell it, Frizz is not really right in her mind right now why she's shooting this. <laughs> Definitely a survival mode type scream. And then the bird just kind of, like, flies off and tries to get away and calling as it goes away. Um, Max, you... You can see and feel the heat from this modified flamethrower that she has. <laughs> uh, in response to the scream, Gand is going to try and cover her mouth with a hand. <laughs> Whoa. This is very That's your loud. calm down gesture? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rapey, Gand. <laughs> this is the, uh, shut them. It's more important that she shuts them up right now than we... 
get killed when the guards I, come. I hope you do from behind because I'm I'm fast on that <coughs> button. The flamethrower. Button. Yeah, the flamethrower. Your modified flamethrower. It was un unambiguous here. <laughs> You get you you've got your flamethrower and you're like spraying it and you know of course in your startled state you're not really aiming you're just doing the whole waving around in the air and you know just trying to hit everything and all of a sudden you feel this mouth this hand come around to your mouth as you're screaming what do you do quiet <laughs> I stop screaming <laughs> <laughs> you, you you feel this but your flamethrower is still going. And it's still like burning part of the ground and part of the trees. Off of the trigger. Oh yeah, I'm actually going to uh, turn the lightsaber off and keep spraying for a few moments, just to, <laughs> just just stinking it up out here. Okay. You need to move now. I okay. remove my hand from her face. Okay. Mel turns off her lightsaber, and she moves into as much of a brisk jog as she can. Saying, all right, let's cover some ground and get away from this area. Okay. Yep. I was having guards around here. They would be going to, why is there fire in the middle of the woods? <laughs> uh, and the, the, the flames actually kind of died down because there's way too much moisture in here. But you can tell that, you know, the chemical, when it settled on stuff, had lit part of the thing on fire, but not burnt mm -hmm. part of the woods. Um, other than that, um, you eventually, um, Frizz, your breathing is finally kind of relaxed and slowed down a bit <laughs> uh, because of the startles of a bird. Um, but you get to where you need to be. Uh, you think you're probably about maybe 20 minutes to where you need to be. Okay. Uh, we'll ease up the pace a little bit. Uh, go into stealth mode as much as we can. Okay. Um, Mel's going to take a few minutes when she finds kind of a dry spot to stand a little bit and sort of clean the muck up a little off her so she's not making as much of a splooshing noise, mm -hmm. not carrying 10 pounds of mud with her. Maybe she's carrying one pound of mud and uh, try to make a bit of a an effort to approach the site without revealing her herself. Okay. You can uh, go ahead and give me like a stealth roll. Um, so you can see um, how well you do it. I mean, there's not really any negatives because it's pretty thick. Uh, so just standard difficulty. If anybody's going up there. There's that threat. Typical Gand. It's back. Okay. Y'all are sitting there walking up, and, you know, you know that you're not definitely trained to stealth out of place, but this is really hard to do that anyway because there's so much vegetation and so much ground. Um, you kind of walk up and everything, and you kind of get, like, in an area so you can peek, and all of a sudden, you see Frizz just kind of bumps into you a little bit, and then all of a sudden, Gan bumps into her, and then she bumps back into you, and you fall down. I'm sure we were the best choice for this mission. <laughs> well, um, in our defense... We're the only choice for this mission, unfortunately. <laughs> Almost everyone else is dead. 
eventually you kind of pick yourself up again and you kind of all look back at each other and everybody looks back at Gand. <sighs> Clean the kind of muck off. And you spend a little bit of time, take a little bit of time, and you do see that there is a clearing. You can, t- you can see two guard posts on opposite sides of this building. Um, but you can tell that the building is just a doorway. Uh, it's not large enough to house anything in it. So you may think that this may be going down. Mm. Ugh, I don't like that. And there's two guards, you said, posted there? There's two guard towers. You can see that there's two guard towers. There's large pylons with, uh, you oh. know, a, 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 a crow's nest type thing at the very top. And virtually no cover. So they've got clear line of sight. Correct. Okay. Are the guard posts centrally located as well? Like it's not possible to approach them from the cover of the forest? No. You can definitely tell that they've been set out just right. One on either side, but definitely they've got a good view all around them. I am going to tuck away my big purple hat. <laughs> are the, can we see if the guard posts are manned from where we are? You definitely are manned. You do see two uh, individuals in them. Um, look like just, you can tell that they're humanoid. Um, you can tell that they do have rifles up there. Hmm. Is it just uh, just one person at each guard post, or is it like a team? Nope, one person in each post. Gan, do you think you can take them out from here, in the forest cover? This one believes that if I shoot one of them, his friend or him would call for backup if I don't kill them outright. That doesn't leave us a lot of options. I, uh, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be hard to negotiate our way into here. I mean, we could try to provide you some cover if we get into a firefight here, but I don't want to alert the entire base either. Can we, um... Like, are they on a secure radio channel? Can we can we hear what they're saying? You don't hear anything, actually. Okay. I mean, you hear a hum, you know, from the building, but there's nothing like, you know, squawking coming over communications or anything. I mean, common sense, you know that they've got some communication between each other or some communication Somewhere. anywhere. Is that the kind of thing that with the communication devices we have, we could make an effort to sort of jam it with a like a static blast or something? I don't know. Do you have something that can make a static blast? Uh, I just have a basic comm set. I assume that's not capable of that. Correct. Okay. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> um, all right. I, I may be at a loss here, folks. Uh, what, what, what are we thinking? Go in guns blazing, hope for the best? I feel like... No, that hasn't turned out bad for us in the past at all. <laughs> I agree with that. <clears throat> what if... I made a distraction in the forest. Perhaps one of them would leave their post if they observe something in the distance, like a like fire. A fire? Yeah. Huh. If something can light on fire. Like I'm thinking I could climb into a tree 
off like off the side. Maybe that way they'd both be looking to like the left or the right. Instead of directly in front of them. Yeah, and then we could possibly then take out the one that would be in the way and the other one may be too distracted or it could fail miserably. Up to y'all. Make a decision. You're burning daylight. I'm okay. going to... Either way, you're going to need me to shoot one of them. Which one do you want shot? Why don't you take a post where you can see both guards in the towers? Um, will it fits go into the forest a little ways and make a fire distraction? Uh, you try to shoot the one in the tower that stays behind, and I'll try to, um, as soon as you've taken that shot, rush up to whichever tower I can get to and uh, determine what's inside. All right. And nods. Sounds good. Okay. And then right. skulks off. All right. I think we're going to begin Operation uh, Burning Hands. So I will go about <laughs> five minutes jog in the woods. This way it's not terribly close. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to go do that and hope that I don't run into any more birds. Okay. You uh, do that. While she's doing this, I'm going to be taking careful aim on the on one of them. Okay. All right. You sit there and you, you kind of run off uh, for prison. Uh, Gand, you kind of set up. Uh, Mel, where are you going to be? Uh, Mel's going to be kind of at the edge of the cover line in an area uh, as close to the towers as she can get without leaving the cover of the forest. Um, she's got her cloak pulled up. She's going to be as, as, you know, discreet as she can. Uh, and she's looking to make a, a jog toward one of the towers once she gets the, the go ahead. Okay. Um, Fridge, you get to a spot where you think you might be able to catch something on fire. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming there's a tree there cause there's trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and try and do like a top of the canopy lighting. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty small. I could probably climb up a tree. It's got to be easier than a rope, right? <laughs> um, just go and give me a standard athletics roll. Um, okay. Shouldn't be no big deal. Um, it just may take you a little bit longer than normal to get up there. Oh, yeah. Hey. You uh, you get up there. It kind of takes you a little bit after you find your foothold and stuff. But you get up to a spot. And it's one of you things that could probably catch on fire. Probably no. like an older one. Maybe looks doesn't look so healthy. Yep. All right. Well, um, I don't want anyone to see my lightsaber, so I'm not at the top of the canopy. Uh, probably like midway down, so that way I can do it like straight up. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to light my lightsaber down, so no one can see it above me, and start spraying, spraying, uh, spraying my crap everywhere. Okay. Use it there, and you spray. Uh, it takes a little while, uh, but eventually it starts catching fire and it starts spreading up and down the tree. <laughs> I'm going to get off on that tree and okay. my job's here done. <laughs> you kind of you're like, yeah, this is, oh shit, it's coming down towards me. And you, you leap off. Uh, you going to keep your lightsaber lit? No, I'm going to put it back out. Okay. You put it back out. Y'all definitely start seeing some light off to your right hand side. Um, you can see that. Frizz, Fritz has definitely lit a tree on fire. Um, you hear come squawk between something going on out there. Um, and you're, you're sitting there and you can hear, you know, you can hear some type of communication going on. 
because you can hear, you know, chatter, but you can't tell what it is because it's just a little too far. Um, and all of a sudden, you see both of the um, towers, the pylons, open up, and two guys start walking towards that area, both carrying blaster rifles. Like one guy from each tower? Yes. And these towers, and when I say these towers, they're not towers as in huge towers. They're just a pylon where, you know, one person can stand in each one of them. Like really rudimentary. Yeah. <clears throat> but definitely built, you know, metal structure and, you know, there so we can stand in it. Okay. Um, is there, so like just literally one person can fit in these towers? That's yes. A... Yeah. Okay. Um, as soon as they've left the space of the clearing mm -hmm. or aren't looking back, Mel's going to try to skirt over to the door. Okay. Um, get inside and see if she can take cover there. Okay. Dan, what are you going to do? I'm following Mel. Okay. Frizz, what are you going to do? I am running back. Um, kind of flaking around because I knew, I figured they would go directly towards it. Okay. Uh, give me stealth checks. Oh, wait. Oops. Wrong roll. Um, Should be that. Okay. Um, all right. You're sitting there and you're kind of walking in. Uh, Frizz, you're kind of have a bit of a problem. You're not able to do very stealthy uh, just because it's so dense. Um, you can every once in a while see them glance over towards your direction. Um, Mel and Gand, y'all get pretty much right behind, right by near the door of where this structure is. You can definitely tell this building. It's not It's not a building big enough to house anything, so it's definitely an elevator or a shaft in this. Is the door locked? Yes. Okay. Uh, Mel's not going to bust it open the lightsaber or anything. She's instead going to try to take cover behind one of the pylons. Okay. You can. No problem. They are going over to the, you can see they're pretty much at the fire and you can hear some squawk, you know, from their communications and you can hear some mumbled type voices. Um, but eventually the fire starts to die out right now because it is a very moist environment. Skullduggery to open the door. Okay. Normal difficulty or do we get black dice or what? No, normal right now. Uh, you sit there and you start tapping at it and you're like, it's not coming through. And then all of a sudden you hit the code and you can hear the door starting to open it and you see those two guys turn around towards y'all. So cool check. Mel is losing her shit a little bit. I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, initiative. Bad guys are first. And then... Let's see. And then you three. 
All right. You sit there and y'all are like getting ready and you're like, you, you hear the hiss of the door as it's opening and you see these two guys turn around and they look directly at y'all. Um, they can see that the door's opening. They see Gand and Mel and they open fire. All right. Um, here, here goes nothing. <laughs> Give me a second. Gotta check up on my rolls. Get some cleaner. Go for it. Uh, one of them takes a shot at you, Mel, and one takes a shot at Gam. This is the one for you, Mel. Okay. You sit there and you, you hear this as it hits right next to you. And it like really gets close. Uh, and Gand. You hear this Blaster fire go right past your head and hit around the area. And you can hear some circuitry fire, fry. Uh, now, so you three get to go, choosing whoever wants to go first, of course. Uh, Gan, do you want to go first? Uh, where's Frizz? You don't know. Still in the trees, I believe. Like, as far as we know, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to do what? Well, I hear the blasting, obviously, because I'm not that far. No, yeah, you're you're pretty close. Okay, so I'm going to try to um, get there as quickly as possible and hopefully take a shot at one of the one of the guys. Okay. Um. So you can you're definitely within gunshot. You could just shoot from where you're at. Oh, okay, I can. Yeah, oh, you okay, don't have to. You don't have to go up and go in and do anything. So I probably have, I'm terrible at guns, but at least I have some kind of advantage because I don't know that I'm here exactly. So my goal is to shoot them and then run off a little bit so they can't get my exact location because I am undercover. Okay. Uh, You're in short range. So you're going to shoot and then move? Yes. So go ahead and use your uh, blaster. difficulty, mm -hmm. I'm assuming? Yep. Okay, you shoot and you hear this choo -choo -choo as uh, the blaster fire and you hear this one go as you hit him like in the side. Uh, what's the damage on your blaster? That's good to know, isn't it? Okay, and you take off. Uh, Gand and Mel, what do you plan on doing? Uh, Gand is going to pay some strain to take an extra maneuver. Okay. And uh, do aim two maneuvers to do a called headshot on one of them. Okay. So that gives me a black dice. Yep. So let's see how this goes. You shoot and goes, you can see it go like just graze part of this person's head. And they duck at the last minute. Mel? 
So having kind of waited to see where the battle materializes a little bit, uh, Mel is going to try to close to melee distance and ignite her lightsaber right before she gets there. Okay. Uh, relying on the kind of, oh my goodness, a Jedi factor to kind of maybe set them off balance a bit. Okay. You like charge in, use one of, you use one of your maneuvers to charge in, and you can get within close close distance, so go ahead and make a strike. Aw, yeah. Lightsabering it up. Okay. <laughs> you walk in and just... And all of a sudden... This one guy just screams, and what's the damage of your saber? Because I know it has pierce, so it can go through everything. Uh, base 10 breach, so it goes through 10 points of uh, so no armor. and sunder, uh, and vicious 2, so on a crit it gets an extra bonus 2. So I'm going to use the uh, the 2 to trigger a critical, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to do 10, 11, 12, 13 damage. And what's your critical effect? Uh, let's find out. Roll. Uh, 45, because of my vicious quality 2 on the saber. I don't remember what that is. Okay. You sit there and you you come in and you hit. And this person, you can tell you just slice pretty much through their gut as they bend over and fall down. And you can see guts laying out because you had opened them up pretty damn well. And he's not moving. He's dead. Okay, um, having like come in with this decisive blow, Mel's going to use the last of her uh, extra bonus things to give a, uh, a a negative die to the the other gentleman, kind of like a frightful off balance type okay. of uh, penalty. Do you, do you give him a black die next turn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All right, well, he's turn. He's going to like take a step back and try to shoot you. He goes in and ah, you can feel this blaster fire hit you. And doo, 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 doo. sorry, um, what's your armor? I have a soak of three. Okay, you take six points of damage, but there is a critical injury on this. Um, you are off balance, so your next skill check has one black on it. It just kind of okay. blasts you, hits you right in your shoulder, and you kind of wing around as you try to take the take the bolt. Um, y'all three are next. Go for it. So, uh, Frizz was mentally inspired seeing uh, Malakia use her lightsaber so amazingly. But then was suddenly filled with uh, or filled with agony, and uh, I was very upset to see that she took so much damage. Um, those emotions aren't mixing very well with her, and I think she may use a dark side point okay. to avenge uh, on the other guy. I assume he'd be close enough for me to charge and uh, yes, yeah, swing at. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that is what I'm going to do because I am enraged. Okay, um, so you're gonna tap into your dark side. Yes. 
Okay. So do I flip the... I haven't used dark side before. Do I flip the dark side thing? No, I wouldn't. That doesn't make sense. No. You're just going to get a blue die on it. You're just telling me that you're pushing into your rage. And I will okay. count that into it. Because we will definitely have to be talking about you moving your paragon a bit. <laughs> it was inevitable. <laughs> Ugh. You sit there and you come in. Yes. Um, Mel, you look over and you see Frizz and she like just charges out of the woods, does this leaping jump, has her lightsaber just like reared back. Her body's like arched backwards. And all of a sudden you see this lightsaber come down and and you can tell if you look in her face that this isn't a face of controlled concentration. This is a face of rage and death coming in. You can see something not right in her face as she comes down on this person. Um, so give me a critical roll, which is a D hundred. Six. That's six. Uh, you hit him. And you can tell you've put a big old chunk into his body and he just kind of falls back a bit. Um, he's definitely hurting. Who's going next? Ant's just going to aim once. And try and shoot this guy. Okay. I don't think I actually get a critical there, but I do have a destiny, so... Okay. Greater than critical rating? No. No critical for you? No, because my critical rating is three. Gotcha. Okay. What's the damage on your blaster rifle? I am going to use my destiny to give Malokia a positive, a blue dice. Okay. And I'm going to use my two uh, other guys, the opposite, the anti-threat, uh, to give the bad guy a black dice. Okay. Um, you sit there and you you blast away, and all of a sudden, as he as he rears back from being the uh, gut shot that uh, Frizz had come in, looks up, and all of a sudden you hit him in the chest. Um, how much damage does your blaster do? Nine, and I don't remember if I add the successes or not. Mm-hmm. You should. So, uh, 11. Okay. You hit him, and all of a sudden, you can see this hole come through his chest, and he just kind of looks at you, looks at Mel and Frizz, and just falls back. And is dead pretty, pretty much right in front of you. Frizz, you need to make a cool check right now. Uh, you okay. actually have uh, your standard plus a black die. Okay. Uh, I'll probably keep swinging on for a few moments because I'm probably not cool yet. That's what we're going to see. That's what you're going to try. See if you can take a chill pill. Same with a black die? Yes, a black die in this. <laughs> uh, you sit there. You don't go automatically crazy on it, but all of a sudden, Mel, you hear this very heavy labored, violent breathing from Frizz. 
as she's just like staring at him with this labor lightsaber and it's lit in front of her and it's glowing off her face and it's giving this very dark impression on her skin. Mel takes a step back. She adopts the sort of defensive stance of the Suresu defender, like lightsaber bared in front of her, held in two hands really carefully. And then quite deliberately, she turns off her blade and then lets her hands fall to her side, kind of letting a kind of calm wash over herself, Mm -hmm. hoping it'll pass along to her friend. Fred, you're sitting there and you're, you're labored breathing and all of a sudden you start slowing down a bit. And you hear a lightsaber turn off to your left. Uh, I look over and I see Maliki and then I realize she's injured this whole time. And I'm so upset about the guy. So I turn off my lightsaber and go to try to see if she needs any kind of a wound mending or anything that I could possibly do. Okay. You see, she turns off her lightsaber and comes towards you. Um, Mel's uh, robe is kind of cut open a little bit mm-hmm. and... It's a bit revealing of her sort of chest area and lower torso. And she really quickly tries to kind of cover it up and says, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But you see, there's some like there's um, there's the injury, which is fresh and doesn't look life threatening. But there's also some unusual scarring um, and some some sort of bandaging wraps that don't look particularly necessary or characteristic. Um, she covers this up as quickly as she can and injects herself with a stim pack and um, ties the remaining robes kind of with the belt piece around themselves so they cover her appropriately. Okay. You go up to look at it, and you can tell immediately she kind of like covers up quickly and just hits herself with a stim pack. Uh, mark a stim pack off. Uh, and then go and uh, take the heel from that. Not to move, folks. Okay. Uh, the door is sitting wide open right now. Oh, awesome. I was in the woods. I didn't see any of that happen. Yeah. Nope. I'd like to make a perception check to see what they accidentally shot. Okay. Go over and look at it. Well, I'm good at perceiving. Now that's negotiating. Perception. I cannot negotiate with the door. Nope. The door will always win. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, I don't perceive anything. You don't know anything ordinary. It's just some circuitry has been blasted away. But it's right there. Elevator's right wide open. Well, let's go. Uh, I'm going to start going over there quickly. Okay. I don't want to wait for more people to come out. You see Frizz hop in the elevator. Dan gestures to Malokia and then walks inside the elevator. Okay. Mel? Sorry? All right, what are you going to do? They all walk in the elevator. They're waiting on you. Okay. Um, Mel's just going to rush to catch up. She heads the elevator, too. Okay. You get in, and there's pretty much... Uh, one button up, one button down. Is it up button? Yeah. I assume it doesn't do anything? 
No, you hit it. It's, it's your top floor. <laughs> the door opens again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We press the down button. Okay. Options you press the down button. Uh, the doors close, and eventually you feel the, the grav platform go ahead and go down. Um, so there's no indication of floor numbers or anything like that? It's just down? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty binary. Yep. Um, it feels like you're going down for quite a long time, but after a bit, you realize that it's not that it's going down really far, that it just seems like it's taking forever because your pulse is racing, you know, you've got the, the adrenaline feeling in you, and it's like, when is this thing going to end? Come on, come on, come on, and, and, and so we can get it. And you, maybe 20 seconds later, you can feel the grav platform come to a halt, and the doors open up, and you see down the hallway. Lit by different, you know, industrial, you know, type light, no torches type thing, but definitely a mechanical light. But it's very dim and grim looking. Um, very just basic. And you can see down the hallway uh, and there's like a door at the end. Probably about 60 feet down. Well, they didn't expect us coming. Maloki, I believe you should leave the way. Okay. Um, I'll follow. Raz, you're taking up the rear. Mel nods, responds uh, in kind by taking a step forward. She's a little worried about Frizz, but there's no time really to deal with that right now, so... She continues. Um, okay. Lightsaber at the ready, but not ignited. Okay. Uh, kind of focusing on her footwork, adopting a defensive sort of swordsmaster's stance, but, uh, you know, obviously not with her blade ignited. Okay. You do that. And you start heading down the hallway. What are you going to do? There's no doors left or right. Like, it's just the no, hallway, right? Just straight hallway. Okay. Heading down the hallway. Um, bit of a cautious pace at first, but okay. as Mel starts to feel the urgency, she picks up the pace. Um, she's listening for any kind of cries or anything like that, mm -hmm. but she's not really expecting to hear anything like that. No, you actually don't hear much of anything. Uh, is, just a standard hum of electricity and energy going through the air. Is the door as wide as the hallway? Yes. Okay. We have no notion of what this planet was for or what this facility could be for, do we? Nope. Nothing in our research gleaned that. It's. Um, does it feel, uh, the construction, does it feel rough or yes. recently hewn? No, you can tell this is, it, you can tell that this was like a static type build. That there's, you know, this wasn't, this hasn't been here for a long time. Okay. Um, I mean, we're not standing by to admire the architecture we're, we're pressing yeah. on quite quickly okay. but anything obvious or emergent mel's gonna take a note of it okay you you come up to the door just a single door directly in front of us correct that's it all right um mel's gonna try if there's a panel or anything like that that will open it oh yeah yeah you can you know there's a typical panel that you would click a few buttons and okay. see if it open you click it open it shovers you know it moves to the side you kind of feel a slight rush of air as the pressure kind of changes. 
and you see a room in front of you that has uh, a few desks and a few control panels. And what you can see is kind of like a big window, curved window in front of that. The room is probably about 40 feet across, maybe 20 feet deep. Is the window the full 40 feet? Yes. And and can we see anything through the window? Uh, from where you're at? No, not right now. Okay. And is there anyone in the room? Nobody in the room. Okay. Um, Mel's going to uh, move quickly across the room toward the window to see what she can see. Okay. You move over and you can hear you know a bunch of beeping and you know noises from the, the control panel. Uh, and you can tell that it's, you can't see through it. It's kind of like an opaque mirror. Um, and you can tell that there's something on the other side, but you can't see through it. Curved toward us or curved away from us? Curved towards you. Toward us. This feels like a two-way glass. Uh, she's going to go Pretty over reasonable. the control panel and okay. see what she can see there. Give me a computer tool. Okay. That, that I can do. <laughs> Are there other doors from this room? Not that you can tell. Okay. Okay. Mel, you're like, yeah, I got this. You you find the button really quickly, hit it, and the 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 glass goes clear so you can see through it. And you see three small rooms. Um, you see one person that is kind of strapped down to this bed, and you can see this device that's floating over him just hitting um, like the torture, a torture device that's just like shooting electricity in the body. Uh, you can see in one room, there is definitely, you can tell that the person that was in here is dead. Um, there's been way too much torture on this body. It is bloated and bulbous. Uh, and in the third, you don't see anything. Um, but you can tell that there was possibly used recently because there is some blood all over the area. Is the torture device or droid, is it controlled from this console? Can I interact with it? See if you can. Give me a computer check. All right. Stop the killing. Stop the pain. Okay. You pretty much, you're like, uh, kind of fumble a little because it's kind of, you know, getting on your nerves, but you find it and the droid uh, stops what it's doing and kind of floats and sits back up and do a little pocket where it would have been inside of, you know, the wall. These rooms, uh, do they have a door like on the other side, or you can see that there's actually a door on the other side of the room, from where the windows is. Now that door has to connect to something. Is there another exit from the room that we're in? You can't see any right off the bat. Okay. I'm gonna whisper to my gang. um, I hope the dead guy isn't the Jedi. Do you folks see any other way out of this? I'm uh, I'm at a bit of a loss where these connect to. Can we break glass? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you? I'd try if you think. Uh, are any of the terminals left open other than the one that Maloki is using? No, there's another. There's quite a few terminals. There's about three terminals. I'm going to try and use Skullduggery to find a map. Okay. Nope, no map. Okay. You do find certain files, though, mm. with numbers on it. I, I, I bring the... I, I, I 
gesture for Malokia to come over. Okay. Mel heads over to the terminal. What, what are you looking for, Gand? I was looking for a map, but I have found these files that might be interesting. Oh. She looks over the files. Uh, any context? Anything they... They're vid files. Well, let's, let's play them. Uh, okay. She starts in chronological order. Okay. You start with the first one, uh, and you, you kind of recognize the room, and it's a room where this bloodied person was. There was a humanoid shape, uh, roughly human, that you would think, uh, an older type person. Um, and uh, you can see that they were, you know, torturing this person, and they bled out and died. Um, they, they caused too much trauma. Uh, second one is sort of the same thing. I mean, this is, you can hear questions being asked, you know, torturing to find out, you know, where are the rest of you, you know, blah, 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 that you would figure of someone trying to find Jedi. Um, okay. The third one, you click on it and it's the room where the guy that you stopped the interrogation droid from, but it's not the same person. Um, but you can tell that there's different angles to the room. But it's all one, you know, you have to, you have to go through the different vid, file, vid files to find it. Okay. Um. There's only like one angle and you can hear them talking about it. But you can see there's sub-files below that of a different, you know, what you think of different, uh, different angles. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll follow up. We'll look at the sub-files. Okay. You click on one sub-file and you make a cool check for me. Uh, difficulty, two purples, one black. Ooh, I get to ignore one black on cool checks that are about fear. Is this related to fear? Um, not fear. Okay. Max, you gonna give me a cool check? You can all oh. see these, no problem. Oh, I didn't know if okay, we all need No, you can all see it. I mean, it's I'm, like a. It's a big video projector. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a hollow projector, basically. Not a hollow, but definitely on a big screen. Okay. You guys are so much cooler than I am. <laughs> Frizz, what's your roll? All right. You sit there, and Mel, as soon as you do it, you take in a few large gasps, and you kind of feel like throwing up. Gand, you're like set back by the image and you kind of step back a few feet. Uh, Frizz, you kind of step back and you, you, you quickly get a calm as you see this person being tortured. Um, and in the, one of the most brutal ways possible, you see two people coming in, they pick him up and they raise the body up and you can tell that it's part of Turk. You can see his face. You can feel it. You can see part of his body, but you can tell that he's definitely been beaten, bruised. Um, he has been tortured to almost that you can't tell that it's him and they pick him up and they walk him out. But you can definitely, you've seen the face, you recognize it, that it's Turk being drugged out of this room. Whether he's alive or not, you don't know. Oh God. Uh, I am in shock. Mel takes a and step you can, back. You, you, you see the people that have picked him up are definitely red-skinned. You can tell that this is Sith that have been in here doing this. All of the people outside were not Sith. They were humans. Mm -hmm. Collaborators. Uh, Mel is just 
cowed by the experience. Uh, she puts her hand over her eyes and she holds her head. She takes a couple of ste- steps back from the console and says, uh, someone with a stronger stomach for these things has to watch the rest of these. I, I need a moment. We need to find an angle that shows this room to see if there's a door. There are doors. There are doors at the back of the room. You just don't see one in here that you can tell. <laughs> I'm gonna cut glass. I'm upset. Um, the 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 thought of Turk still being in the building is really resonating with me. So I'm going to, uh, I guess, quietly talk to the other guys. I I'm gonna cut a hole in the glass or something. I mean, a lightsaber could go through this, right? You think it would? No problem. Okay. Uh, the room. Can I tell by the video that that is the room to the right, the darker room? No, this is the room where. Mel just the, stopped the droid from torturing the guy that was in there. The living guy is okay. Yep. Well, I'm—I don't know if they want me to or not, but I'm doing it. I'm cutting a hole in that glass. Okay. You see, Frizz just jumps on top of the terminal, lights her saber, and starts cutting a hole through the the glass. And just keep on going. It ta- doesn't take you much. It doesn't take you long because this is not super thick glass and everything. It's—it you pretty much can cut a hole no problem. It takes you very about. 30 or 40 seconds to get through it. Big enough for you to fit through. Okay. Um, well, shoot, I didn't think this far ahead. <laughs> Which room did you cut into? Uh, the center room with the living guy. The guy where she stopped the droid from torturing. That male stopped. Uh, you cut a hole and it's opened up and you can go in anytime you want now. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to very cautiously with my lightsaber still activated go up to that guy uh, or I'm assuming male um, I'm going to check to see if he's conscious before I attempt to say anything to him okay uh, you you, you walk up uh, definitely an unconscious but there is some very labored breathing from this gentleman uh, very old um, very haggard looking um, in age-wise and, and what's happening to this person. So it is definitely uh, the person has been tortured for a while, but they have, were old to begin with, of age. Uh, you can tell this person's gone through a lot. But they Plenty are unconscious, of they are, It is unconscious. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it is a human male. Stri- it's a human male. Okay, yep. it is human. The door is straight back. I'm going to just kind of put my hand on the, the handle. Or whatever it has. Is it a panel or a handle for you that? There's a panel that you can get it through. Okay. Um, I'm going to look back to the guys. Or guy and gal and see if you guys want to come along. And is going through the uh, opening in the glass. Okay. You go through there. Mel's going to take a second. She's still a little taken aback. Okay. Um, but eventually she's going to step forward. Did we watch the rest of the vid files? I didn't. I just jumped no, in the room. Yeah. For it, y'all kind of <laughs> so got, as soon as y'all too. saw this and you saw that it was Turk, you pretty much stopped and Frizz went up and started going right through this and going through the glass. She's motioning and looking for y'all. What are you going to do? Um... Mel's going to hang back, and she's going to watch the rest of the video files. She's not actually sure if we have enough information about who this person is. Okay. Um, 
You sit there. Uh, what vid files are you going to watch? Are you going to watch the sub files or the last vid file? So watch, so watch the the last vid file first. Okay. Um, you can tell that this is a, the room, and this is the guy that's in there right now. Um, as you're doing this, and you can tell that that he's been tortured, and they're trying to get information from him of where you know they keep on asking where the other Jedi is. Where are you holding everybody? We know there's people out there. You've got to come into this. Where are you going? You know, the information they're trying to dig from him about these Jedi. Okay, and his identity is clear, and the context of the video makes it seem like he's a Jedi or the Jedi we're looking for? Possibly, yes. Okay, um, that's the information she needs. Okay. So having seen that, she's going to step through the glass as well and try to help him to safety. Uh, inject him with a stim pack if it looks like he needs one? Uh, definitely. He definitely needs a, some medical attention. Uh, very, Like I said, very labored breathing. Um Definitely unconscious. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, well, I'll inject him with the stim pack and see if I can bring him to wakefulness. Uh, he's not waking up, but you can tell that you've given a little bit. You can tell there's a little bit more respite from what his breathing is going. It's a little bit more steady, uh, but definitely still unconscious. Okay. Um, Mel's not super strong. Uh Fitz and Gan, do you want to see if we can carry him back to the elevator? Can we investigate the body in the other room? Of course. Okay. What are y'all going to do? You're going to go through, try to go through the panel? Open up the door behind y'all? Um, I guess at this point we'll open up the door behind us. Okay. You, you can open up it, no problem. It opens up pretty easily. Um, and you notice that there is a passageway going to your left and right. You can tell that the passageway going to the left is to the, um, uh, where that other person that you presume is dead and then goes to the right, uh, to, um, the empty one or not empty, but the one where they're definitely, um, has all the blood splatters, I guess you could call it. Uh, and then there's a passageway going right around. So you've got your three doors, and then you've got mm -hmm. a passageway going to your right. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, or you... That last door because we, we don't want to draw any more attention than we already have. Okay. You're going to do what? Um, Orientation-wise, that door is clearly the other cell, right? Yes. E easily. Okay. The other three doors, the other two doors are the other two cells. No no problem with that. Okay. So we, we go to the door that contains the uh, the other individual, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll open it and investigate. Okay. You open it up, and you, you come in, and you can see there this person is definitely dead. Their face is opened up with shocked horror. Um, you can tell that they've been dead for quite a bit of time. Okay. Um, we've got a bit of a difficult decision. Uh, our mission is clear and the path is clear for us to take this gentleman, one of the few remaining Jedis, and get him back to our ship to safety and to our refuge now. Any choice made beyond that endangers our primary mission. I'm going to argue with Maliki. I'm going to say, what if Turk is in here? It's agreed that our primary mission was to rescue a Jedi. But what if it's democracy now? 
<laughs> no. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm putting the options on the table. It's uh, it's unambiguously clear that anything we do at this point puts us at at significant risk. Um, however, you and, say that, and, and all of a sudden you hear these alarms going off from the control panel. Oh. Um, uh, Mel's gonna okay. rush over to the control panel. You gonna yeah, climb back through and go through go in the area? Hopefully, you two can carry the body. Yeah, that's what. How are y'all gonna carry the body? Y'all gonna go through the hole that she made, or take the hallway? The hole. Last, we can make the hole bigger. Okay, y'all. You you see Mel climb through it, and y'all are starting to try to get this body through the hole. Um. Mel, you kind of look at the screen. You can tell that an alarm has been hit, um, and it's blinking and you know going off, um, and you can start seeing the control panel and files start deleting themselves. You can see everything. It, can can I arrest this process? Can I halt it or lock Try. this terminal away from the network? Um, go ahead. Uh, it'll definitely be a black within the standard roll. Okay. Uh, you're sitting there and you're like, and you can see you've kind of hit it. And it stopped, but you can tell that someone's someone's trying to push back into it. Um, okay. Um, she's going to take out her data pad, and mm -hmm. she's going to download as much of the information. Uh, like, presuming what I've done is isolate this computer terminal from the network, uh, she's going to take as much information on it onto the data pad as possible, and she's going to say, uh, get that man down that hallway toward the elevator. And as soon as the data pad has downloaded all the information or I get locked out of the terminal, she's going to chase right behind them okay and i'm so sorry folks i need just one moment so continue but i'll be right back okay um mail sitting there and doing what she needs to be seven okay uh you you automatically you try to radio a7 and the signal's not getting out that's because we're inside the building um shoot i'm grabbing that guy I think I'm going to hit him with another stim pack because I would really like him to help us all. <laughs> you you reach another stim pack and stabbing him up. jabbing him in as you get him back through the window and he's not waking up. Uh, you can it's going to take a little bit. You can tell that the body is starting to you know he's starting to get more color in the face and stuff, but there's definitely an unconscious man here. Um, Mel's sitting there and got her data, data pad, and you can hear blaster fire coming from outside. You can outside. actually feel some of the ground kind of shake. Data pad is loaded up, and Mel takes it and grabs it and grabs a pad and is like, let's go. Dan, you could possibly, both of y'all can get this guy out. Uh, he is fairly weak and you can tell that he's been starved so he's definitely got some you know body weight loss on him plus he's very old uh, so it wouldn't be too much of a struggle for you two to carry him out story that's the alarms that's the alarms going off of course <laughs> um y'all get down the hallway mel is behind you as y'all are trying to get through um mel just so you know there has actually been... Oh, he can't hear us. Can you hear us? Nope. Got to fix that beautiful hair of his. Look at him. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, just so you know, you got the data pad uh, downloaded. 
and going, but you felt blaster fire coming from outside, and it actually started shaking the ground. Um, y'all are moving out. Um, you get to the elevator, and you can hit the button, and it grab platform goes completely straight up. Sorry, Gonzo, I'm going to need that just again. Um, you've got the data pad. You're going up the elevator, but as you're going up, you can feel heavy blaster fire coming from outside and kind of rattled the ground a bit. Oh, like something like atmospheric level, like shooting against the earth? No, more like um, heavy spaceship blaster. Okay. Type stuff. Um, you get to the top and all of a sudden when you, you know, when you get to the thing and the grav platform stops and the elevator opens up, you can see, um, you can see your, your Y shuttle has landed with the gangplank open and you can see the two blaster pods from up top are shooting around in the area and you feel these blaster fires coming down from something above y'all. And you can hear a seven is like, get the fuck on the ship. Okay. Don't um, have to tell me twice. I've been trying to raise <laughs> you to know that we were coming up. Okay. Datapad, Jedi, back on the ship. Let's go. Okay. Y'all start racing, and you see this uh, fighter flying around, coming back around and trying to shoot. Uh, you can see it's hitting the ship and rocking the ship a bit. Um, y'all y'all come in, and you've, you've got blaster fire. Every once in a while, a blaster fire comes right next to the ground and just shoots up dirt all over you. Um. And y'all are able to get on the gangplank and get in. And as soon as y'all are on it, you can feel like as soon as y'all all step on the plank, it starts to move and close up and the ship starts to take off. And all of a sudden he's like, someone get on the damn turret now. I look over to the god. <laughs> you see friends look at you again. <laughs> like you got, you got this old wise man. You know, old wizened-looking guy still in your arms. Uh, my, my, Frizz, take him somewhere where you can lay down. Okay, uh, I take him immediately to the kitchen. Mel, how are you good with? How are you with ship guns? I mean, I'm clever, but that's all I got. <laughs> yes, I, it's up to me. <laughs> I, I can see if our Jedi friend needs medical attention. Um, and I can. You can definitely tell he's been sit by. Uh, he's been hit by two stim packs, so you got to mark those off. Yes, yes. Um, but he is still there. Okay. Um, and, uh, not awake yet. The wizened man with them and runs for the turret. Okay. You run, you get to the turret section, and you can feel the spaceship taking off. Um, you see this fighter jet that is closely coming up behind you. Uh, go ahead. Do you have any gunnery skills? I do not have gunnery. I have ranged heavy. Ranged heavy? Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, give it three purples instead because it's not a gunnery type ability. Okay. But it definitely can do it. Okay. You shoot off and one of the blaster fires does hit it, but the other ones kind of go off in the distance. Uh, you can see that it kind of shudders um, and you can tell that it has definitely been hit pretty hard. Uh, and it fires back. Invasive maneuvers. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. All of a sudden, these laser blasts just come straight next to and by your uh, by the ship, uh, just barely missing you. 
scanned Yurgo. You can tell this spaceship, he's he's definitely taking invasive maneuvers and trying to get out. You hear him saying, buckle up, we're getting out of here. Can I take strain to aim? Can I aim? Mm-hmm. It, it's the same actions. Same amount of okay. actions. So I'm going to take two strain and aim twice. Okay. Okay. You shoot and you definitely hit it. Uh, and you can tell that it hits and takes uh, quite a bit of damage and dips down uh, with smoke rising from part of its body. And A7's like, we're gone. And you can feel the certain jerk and, you know, lurch of hitting hyperspace. And this is where we're going to stop, folks. Ooh. I really hope Turk wasn't in there. <laughs> all right guys we're going to set it down real quick uh we have some after talk that we're going to do uh we'll, we'll be keep recording that but that's going to be the end of the adventure for today um hopefully there was some good information and hopefully i scared the shit out of y'all enough um <laughs> uh just so you know we will be are we good for next week or do we need to go every other week now guys thank you i know i'm good I, Jackie doesn't care. She's like, I'm free all the time. Guys, y'all check. Get, get back with me and we'll see. All right. Yeah. If not, if, if we're not going to be back, we'll let you know. Um, other than that, we're going to get some after talk. Um, so talk about what happened. Um, questions that do not require me to give GM answers or discussions that you would like to talk about about the whole situation. Or clarifications. Anything? Uh, no, no, I'm excited. I mean, I have, uh, yeah, I have questions, but they're not the kind you want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing no, like, I can okay. answer out of character. <laughs> <laughs> questions that will be answered in the unfolding story, like that's Correct. that's definitely true. Okay. Um, I, I I don't know if this is a question you can answer or not, but was us punching through the glass what was intended there, or did you have something else intended? Doesn't matter. Okay. Didn't didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't play into it. It was an easy way to get through, but yeah, it doesn't wasn't, wasn't a big deal. We're we're gonna go the straightforward way, or we're not. Either way, <laughs> we're gonna get there. <laughs> it's okay. Not a big deal. Jackie, you have anything that you want to ask? You do have a data pile. I mean, so you can dig through that later on. We do. Uh, yeah, we'll at least definitely, definitely on those. your way back. Because um, it is going to take you a little bit because you know that the way back is always take a lot longer. I don't have a question. I more or less have a statement. I hope the person that we saved isn't actually a hardened criminal. <laughs> That's something I have to come out with time. Criminal, as long as he's on our side. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> um, any story check? Is this, y'all like it? Was it a good yeah. go? Okay. Having a lot of fun. All right. Uh, is, it, what, is it still isn't? We're, we're still building on the story. Things are still building up. Um, I'm trying to give y'all things to work on. Um, yep. Everything's happening. Um, the story has now hit full. So everything you do from here on out is not going to wait for you. Um, so if you go do something off, you know, story plot, which is perfectly fine to do, guys. Don't think that you have to stick to the story. 
um, because I'm about to give on the next session, I'm about to give you different avenues to go and do things. And it is up to you whether you take whichever one you want. Okay. Do, um, I don't know if it's an ongoing part of your story or it's just something that's going to happen organically, but do things like our character obligation matter? Yes. This okay. is, this was the start. I, I, I didn't want to push that on you on the beginning of the story because yep. it was still building it. But now that we're fully in and we're fully immersed, um, everything is that's going to be played out. Um, for example, um, something that has happened, uh, Frizz has definitely started touching the dark side. Um, she's also having issues dealing with her items being stolen, uh, because her saber that she had, that was a prized possession is no longer in possession. It's back on Korriban. Yeah. And I think about uh, that saber every day. Yep. So that's things going coming. I've got a list of things I want to do with your character, but I'm not going to push it and shove it down your throat. I want it to be part of the story and I want it to make it feel like it's there, but not being shoved down your throat. Because to me, the story is more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to just instantly always hit your, you know, problems, objectives, and your light sure, and sure. dark side. I, I, I want it to be meaningful type thing. So, other than that, uh, Jackie, you and I will get together some other time before we start again. We will talk about what happens when you hit, since you brush the dark side. Plus, we still got to do our review of Dark Souls, the board game. Yes, which we tried we to do, do last week. We didn't get a chance to. Did you guys I like understand. it? Uh, you'll have to wait yes. for our review yeah, when we do that. it. That's part of the podcast, man. You know this. <laughs> what was the What was the other role playing game you picked up? Um, let me go and uh, let me go and sign off right here, guys. Uh, thanks for listening and watching. Um, I know some people commented on Facebook and commented on uh, Twitch. We we try not to. I don't try to answer that anything goes on there. We just want to hear your reaction. So don't think that we're not listening. We do like when you listen and show up, especially. Uh, Fabrication General Morgan said, holy crap, what? With a lot of exclamation points when he uh, was Turk was found, which is really good. Yes. I like to hear I that. I like to see that. that. That was also my experience. I just tried to stay in character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to shut down and give me a second and I will get back. Thanks for watching, guys. And thanks for listening.